y'all welcome back i am uh i'm super excited for this one for so many reasons um we're going to talk about wine uh, a subject i don't actually know much about and anybody out there listening i'm sure you're asking yourself what topic have i known anything about and to be <laughs> fair you're right uh but this week we have someone on that actually does know wine certainly more than me and more, more than the average person this week uh we got jeffrey he's actually vance's friend uh and jeffrey you've been working in the wine industry for how long <laughs> Uh, 2009 so, oh, so you got a decade in this all right well then yeah, yeah. okay and this is dope i mean and i've been drinking dope. since i was eight so that's 30 years he's from georgia guys conservative right. podcast number one as long as you're with your parents totally okay <laughs> yeah so, it's okay. about it's about heritage drinking at church drinking at church is what you mean yeah yeah no the best oh place. no we didn't dude we we're southern baptists our whole religion is based on racism and like <laughs> So I'm going to have this church. This is the first episode we've done where I have not met the guest uh, before. Like Jeffrey and I have been talking for maybe eight minutes and a couple of texts. So I'm I'm stoked for this. This is going to be wicked fun. Uh, We are fortunate enough to have Ashley Adams, our foreign correspondent, uh, French wine enthusiast. Uh, Vance is here. (laughs) Y'all know I'm star of the show. Uh, So, you know, Vance and Jeffrey, just, you know, for for millions of listeners, how do y'all know each other? Well, first, I want to put out to our our 12 listeners that. Joe is drinking wine right now, guys. First time ever. And it's got a little it's got a little Texas thing on it. What is that, Joe? What is that? It says Texas wine, toast the rising star. <laughs> and we all know, and, and Jeffrey will explain this later. Texas wine is usually like the most the best wine that oh, you'll yeah. get. Yeah, no um, <laughs> and Joe's drinking that right now. Uh, we've known each other for like what, a year and a half? We're neighbors. Is that how you were a year because Vance avoided me. Uh, yeah, first bought our house. I take a. I'm a very Jerry Seinfeld type person outside of my house. Like I will not talk to anyone. Love I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to say anything to anyone. I want to go out of my house and get in my car, and not say. But Jeffrey is a social butterfly, so Jeffrey will like. Oh, I tried to like awkwardly stare at him after I saw the Texas A&M flag. I was like. Yeah, and Lauren was like, "Oh, yeah, he's really into college football." I was like, "Best friends," and then he would just like not make eye contact with me. Nope, sounds about right. And then he like cornered me at the mailbox as I was driving away. I was like in my car. Do you remember this when you like came over to me? This is how we first like you first made contact. Was that I was avoiding you so much that like I came over to the mailbox and I was driving in and the and our Beamer. And Beamer, by the way, yeah, lawyer, 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 lawyer. I drive a BMW too. Three series, two thousand eight. What's up? Oh one hundred six thousand miles. So, and then Jeffrey had to like flag me down, and he was like, "Hey." So I heard about, and then he said something about college football. I was like, "Oh, listen to this podcast," and they listened to the podcast, and then that's how we, we became friends. Are you pouring wine from a can, Jeffrey? Oh yes, I am. He's he's and you just you were drinking white wine and you're now drinking red. Isn't I thought that was taboo. I didn't think you switched back and forth. No, it's the other way, right? Uh, I mean, in Burgundy, it would be the other way. You'd start with red and then go to white because of total acidity. Oh, guess really? what? Else? Guess what else I have? This box of wine. Box, yeah. box <laughs> wine. Oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna get to that. Wait, do you have box wine recommendations? Yeah, the box easy, wine easy. Like, oh, We're gonna, we have a whole segment. Clearly, Vance didn't read the script yet again. We have a whole segment. <laughs> I didn't read the have a whole script. segment. We'll I'm get to that. Okay. My shit. So to start, to start here, I do want to briefly talk about the history of wine, and, and I do mean brief because there are literally 
hundreds of wine podcasts out there, y'all. Like, have you ever just like pulled up either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and just searched wine? Quite literally, I'd bet there's over a thousand. I just had to stop scrolling. Like they are, they are all bad pun names, like wine the hell not or wine time. <laughs> there's there's a white wine time. There's a red wine time. There's a wine the fuck not, wine the hell not. There's so many wine and weed podcasts. I guess that's a thing. There's a lot of crime, wine and punishment, wind up women, whiny women, wine night, moms can wine too, sisterhood of the traveling wine, which that's not even a good pun. And then between no, that's the wine, that's a bad Bad, bad pun. And between the like, all these are really bad. However, uh, shout out to these people that'll never hear that I'm shouting them out. Weights, wine, and wisdom. Uh, two women that are personal trainers, and they're fucking awesome. I've listened to like three or four episodes because, like, I just <laughs> I, I pulled up like a thirty minute clip or a thirty second clip, and I was like, damn, these people are cool. They're, they're personal trainers. They talk weights and they talk wine, and it's fucking dope. But anyway, oh, cool. Are they heavy lifters? No, they're dope, dude. Yeah, they're power lifters. Like, they're they're, they're, oh, they're like they get into like talking for like it, it. But okay, anyway. So the point is, I'm going to give you a very brief condensed version. Uh, Seven thousand BCE, China had the first sort of wine. It was more like a rice wine, kind of like sake. You know, you get the idea. And then grape wine as we know it today, was uh, created in Georgia in 6000 BCE, which multiple websites corroborated that date, which just proves you can't trust everything on the internet. Because, I mean, Jeffrey, as you know, Georgia wasn't even founded until 1788. The United yeah, States yeah. weren't around until 1776. America's yeah, number one yeah. most positive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kidding. Mm -hmm. Obviously kidding. Mm -hmm. uh, although, it, and this is kind of weird, um, if you do fly to Georgia, like the actual country that I'm talking about, they're so proud of their wine. When you show up, they give you wine. Like when you get off good the plane, Georgia wine. yeah, when you get off the plane, you, they give you now we can't go to Georgia. We're not allowed to fly there right now because I mean, they're jealous of our freedom. Nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> they're jealous of our freedom. <laughs> But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you, you guys know like the historical process for wine—they're crude. You know, for thousands of years, people literally did stomp on grapes to extract the juice and begin the fermentation, which is just like that's like I love the idea that the wine, like wine, is kind of classy. You know what I mean? Like wine is always projected as classy, but like there's a reason I love Lucy did an episode where Lucy was stomping wine. Like it's objectively hilarious. Like if you take it out of context, it's absurd. So I, I guess I want to start with like imagine that today during COVID. Someone trying to sell you foot stomped wine. Like I, I stomped mm. on this with my feet. Here's like, you know what I mean? Like that could never fly like foot press grip. That still happens. I did that when I worked harvest at, uh, in, in Spain. I, I just, sorry. I just had to pick like barefoot wine, like the brand. I just understood that. That's really oh, sad, y'all. I just like, literally like Wait, real time. Is that what it's for? I always I, thought it was like a beach theme. Was it? See, I, in I my head, know. I was thinking, okay, but Jeffrey, so you've done this. Like, that still exists. People are still drinking feet wine. Like, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Joe, 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 Joe. Have you not seen the YouTube? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes. Have you done? No. Oh, dude. And that's from, oh. that's from Jack. <laughs> right, no. I, right I, just nailed, I just nailed that shit. Get out of here. I just nailed it. Oh, 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 oh. a little extra like. <laughs> Bed, and then she's like, hey, 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 hey. Uh. Joe, just so, dude, you guys know pop culture. No, I'm doing it. Right it's right like now. the original look, meme, look. dude. It's like Joe, like, Joe doesn't know how to use YouTube. I don't know. He doesn't I don't, yeah. search what is, YouTube. YouTube. How do I? He just all, searches the internet. I mean, immediately all I put was YouTube wine fall, and it is the first thing. Yeah, this was like all over Ebom's world, dude. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, All right. Yeah, we'll pull Joe. it back onto the rails. Uh, the opposite. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, the opposite. Yeah, Ashley, I love this. I love that you know this because you fell out. All right. 
so Joe, back on schedule. Yeah, Georgia. back on on on. And, yeah, and ironically, and that, ironically, uh, Jeffrey, how the wide start in Georgia? I would actually like to hear that. No, but ironically, uh, the lady that fell in that video was at Chateau Alon in the state of Georgia, so a winery in North Georgia. Oh, oh, at, <laughs> bring it back around. Bring Great it back around. Podcasting. Great Beautiful segment. Beautiful segment. I love it. Wow. All right. So I don't even know how to get back to where I'm trying to say. But right now in Italy, we're just going to left turn uh, the opposite of pandemic foot juice. Uh, they are they're reopening their medieval wine windows, which are dope, by the way. Jeffrey, maybe you know what these are. But Vance and Ashley, if you don't, there's literal like tiny windows, maybe two feet high, one feet wide. And they're just like you can open them up and you, I hand through cash and you, the vendor, hand out a glass of wine or, you know, coffee or whatever. But way, way back in the day during like the, the original pandemics back in, you know, way, way back, like, you know, it's actually years ago. Number, I thought. Is that true? See, I mean, the little bit of Googling's I did was that it was was kind of real. I mean, at least I, in Florence, there I was over it was 100. Like the plague. I thought it was just for like quick service. But Jeffrey can correct us on that one. I don't I don't know about that. I mean. Oh. We, we just skipped it. We skipped. Uh, we skipped thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going from. So, I'm not going from seven thousand BCE to now. I don't have nine thousand years of worth of info. <laughs> no, but my thought was that like it wasn't for the pan because because like everyone was dead during the plague, so it wasn't like they were serving wine. But I think it was like, from what I read, it was like because I saw the post on Reddit, and then I like researched that, and I was like, no. That's not actually true. It wasn't during the the, uh, the plague. Yeah, the plague. It was like just a way to serve customers that were like lower than you or that were like infected uh, in some way. You didn't want to have to look shit at them. That you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah Crabs. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, but it's still cool. Dude, I think it's awesome. I mean, yeah. like, literally, I think it needs to be brought back. Like in, in the basically, States, it's like, like a little wine. Like basically someone yeah. just juts out their their hand yeah. and gets you a, a glass it's, of wine. It's, awesome. it's, you know, it's, it's like a, like a hole in the wall coffee shop jokes. So point of all that is to say, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are y'all drinking more during this quarantine during our modern day pandemic? Like are you specifically guys, are you guys drinking more or less than you were before? Who's not? I mean, I pretty much everybody. I, I'm a little less actually. I have always been more so a social drinker. So not having the social aspect is, is like, I don't, I can't say that I've ever, I can't say that I've ever just like had a drink by myself at home alone. Ashley, that's why I love that you're on the podcast. That's why you are international correspondent. We're a different unicorn. You're a unicorn. And in my universe, that doesn't exist because I have drinks all the time by myself. I can't wait till my kids. Well, I mean, even if you have your wife there, but still, I mean, um, but that's not to say, I mean, I love me some alcohol and that's not to say that, and usually it's kind of more of a, that if I am drinking, it's like, it's a full night, you know, it it is a, you know, it is, if I'm drinking, then it's, it's a whole deal. But, um, but I mean, having said that I am drinking now, but I don't feel like this this is the social aspect. You're with us. So I haven't. I my answer is is actually probably a little down from. I can't rest. wait till the kids and wife go to bed so I can drink alone. Is that me too? I, that's all. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for like. All right. So it's just yeah. me now. Like all right. Jeffrey, same you thing. Have you always been? No, I don't know if I'm drink. I'm, I'm, I'm smoking more weed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. 
yeah. I don't think that I'm uh, drinking anymore. I'm certainly spending less money frivolously. Frivolously, I yeah, totally. I love death by a thousand cuts as far as like frugalness goes. Like, yeah. give me that coffee. Give me that sandwich for lunch. Give me that steak for dinner. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh, you, uh, so for me, for my job, like I'll go and like to an account and see a buyer, have a glass of wine. Normally I actually drink beer when I go see buyers because I know the cost of wine. And most of the time, unless they give me wine, the, I don't like what wine they have because I, I, mean, I am pretentious. Um, I think you've earned it. I that's mean, 11 years. You yeah. probably know it. Oh, no. But I think it's, I've always been that way, man. I used to order the Ultimate Feast at Red Lobster because it was $20. Oh, yeah, shit. And my mom was like, why are you yeah, doing that? that? And yeah. I was like, because it's not Long John Silver's. And that's normally when you take where you take us after church. Yeah. That, That's Red, amazing. And Red Lobster was also interesting because it was in the town next north of us in Macon, and they could drink on Sundays, and we couldn't drink uh, at all you were on Sundays. Red Lobster is always interesting. Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> Whale bones, dude. Just a bunch of people drinking out of dorks. Yeah, I did like – so Red Lobster, I would always go for Hush Puppies. Which I don't know why. Yes, no. what yeah. they, 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 what? They're famous for their cheddar biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Your carbon, uh, apple, your carbon apple, up uh, like corn, cotton balls. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why because I didn't trust this like establishment to actually cook their stuff. So if they fried <laughs> fried it really, just really fried it, then it would be cooked enough, and I wouldn't die. As America's number one most conservative podcast, yes. I do trust the establishment. It's the establishment I trust uh, with uh, all my heart. America first. Chain seafood, always. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so of course. to go back to wine and uh, everybody drinking. Um, cheers. Can I give you cheers? Uh, this wine, I am drinking Chilean, traditional Chilean wine called Papeño from Southern Italy, out of, or Southern Chile, out of a can. Joe, what are you yeah. drinking? Uh, yeah, let's everybody say what they're drinking. It's a cab salve that I can't read the label from over here, and my headphones are plugged in, so I'm not going to tell you. But it's a $12 bottle. Jeffrey, how much would that have actually cost, like, wholesale? Uh, traditionally, you look at 1.5 to 1.75 or more, but the traditional markup is 1.5. So they pay six ninety nine for it. Yeah, it's going to be on the shelf for, for uh, you know, ten ninety nine. That's that's the grapple. Well, that's actually, I mean, that's awesome. That, that's, I'm in retail, sale that's retail. That's retail. That's whereas uh, on premise or like restaurants, wine bars, that type of thing, it's normally a three to four hundred percent markup. So oh, every yeah. every glass yeah. pays for the bottle, which again goes back to my issue with I'm not going to drink wine out because I know that bottle only costs twelve dollars, but that's a twelve dollar glass. Every glass. Not, every, not everybody does that, but I would say the bell curve is like inside the bell curve. Every glass pays for um, pays for the bottle itself. Whoa! Now, can I say so? so having lived in France, um, I always loved <laughs> that glass. Of, yeah. <laughs> what? How often does that come up in the podcast? Like, oh, is there, well, if you were a regular twelve-person yeah, listener, yeah. God damn it, Jeffrey! Jeffrey. Jeez. We need 13 She's listeners. She's our can international be correspondent. Yeah, she, she is <laughs> she our... She lived in France. She's really not a fan. So, She's actually live from France right now. It's like 3 a.m. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making a huge sacrifice. No, I'm in Austin, Texas. Ashley, yes. in, in, uh, in Le Français, yes. uh, 
what is wine drank as casually as I picture it? Because in my head, it's drank like, I mean, you know, Waco, Texas, Dr. Pepper is free and flowing everywhere. <laughs> is is wine the same in, in, in La France? DP all the way. Uh, actually, I hate Dr. Pepper. I'm Coca-Cola all the way. Whoa, so shout out. It's the same umbrella. Get it right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, I would say that, um, there is no Mythbuster or a cliche, um, uh, whatever there. It's totally drink on the reg. I, I mean, um, I think we talked about this a, slightly on my original, uh, appearance on the podcast, but I mean, daytime, like I didn't drink for lunch. Like I think some people think that that's kind of, you know, maybe a, a miss, like if you're actually working, you're probably not, but, but I mean, for sure every evening, Glass of wine with your dinner, um, apero time, your happy hours. Apero, apero. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I mean, like, um, like we were talking about earlier, it's cheaper. A glass of red wine is for sure cheaper than, uh, Coca-Cola or pretty much any other beverage on the, on the menu. So yeah. It's actually a crossover because when I was in Spain, when I was in Spain, like I was like 21, 22, I lived there for like a year we would go out to like a local bodega and just like buy two bottles each. Right. Just chug those and then go into the club and pay our one drink of 15 euro, which right. we afford. Yeah. Um, that was like the thing, but that wine was really good. That I was chugging. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, mean, I have so many summer nights. I think just thinking back on, like tables of people, five people just going through bottle after bottle after bottle of rosé. I mean, it's like from 7 p.m. to like 2 a.m. in the morning. Wow. The hangovers. Or maybe you just get used to it. Because in my head, like this is the first time I've ever drank wine on our podcast. I am not expecting tomorrow to be a good morning. <laughs> I do not <laughs> handle wine, I suppose, because I never drink it. So I guess I'm just not. But like, do, do you get used to it? Or actually, like, were you waking up? Was everybody waking up just, just destroyed? Or it's just kind of, you're fine? I mean, I... I'm not going to say that I like felt amazing, but I think there's something to staying consistent, like with just drinking in general. I found that at least as I've gotten older, I mean, hangovers, as we all know, just get worse as you get older. But if I would stay on the same wine or the same liquor or whatever, stay consistent, then I, I, I think it would not feel as bad. Drink your water, have a glass of water in between. Yeah. You know. Jeffrey, do you, do you agree with that? Do you, do you think, I mean, if you stick with a certain wine or just that you are a conditioned wine drinker, do you not get the same wine hangovers that I feel I do? Uh, no, I, yeah, I, they suck. <laughs> they friggin' like, do, man. Uh, and doesn't it depend on how much sugar is in it and everything? I mean, there's like what goes into the, the actual wine. It does, I mean, I mean, sugar and additives are all a part of right. it, but also like, uh, you know, wine is anywhere between eight eight percent and fifteen plus percent. And if you're drinking cabs, you're gonna be fourteen to sixteen percent. Uh, and so, like, it's not like having a session beer or even like a high gravity beer, man. Like, it's because I always joke, I'm like, oh man, this is like session wine, except it's <laughs> you know, it's ten plus percent. So you, yeah. it's, it's hard to session that, even though wine professionals try their damnedest to do it uh and to bring around the water thing and what we were talking about earlier as far as like historically speaking so wine was used for uh, ceremonially but it, uh any uh, fermentation was used for uh 
having uh, a non-potable water source once they learned about that. So the reason like you have like saisons, for instance, it comes from not having potable water um, during the summer months. That's why we have saisons? Yeah, saison means season. And so they would basically take whatever like, I mean, a lot of it, there was wheat that they would like let ferment. Um, and convert. So a basic alcohol uh, creation is uh, starch. So starch is a compound sugar that's broken down by yeast. Yeast poop out uh, CO2 and alcohol. Those are technical terms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that creates uh, wine? Alcohol in general, which is why like you have to have, but you have to break down your base starch. So look at bourbon. You You create a brewer's beer first. So they're breaking down because uh like rye or corn is a starch and so it's complex it's not like a grape or a pear or an apple where you it's already fruit and so it's it can be converted into alcohol super quick they have to break it down so like there's a two-stage process to distilling anything and the first stage is always making a a beer of some sort and then converting that beer and distilling it out Hmm. but yeah potability um Romans are really uh, key in wine history because um, they how because it was it was uh, an important part along with pedophilia. Wine was very important <laughs> in their of culture. Of course, I mean pedophilia was important. And in- yeah, so anytime just anybody says "win in Rome," I'm like, touch little boys. <laughs> No. I mean, they didn't champion as much as the Greeks, but yeah, but six of one, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, three hundred is a hot movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, did you know how much they worked out for that movie? Not as much as me, bro. So speaking of other countries, <laughs> uh, and this is not this is not the official quiz for this week, but do you all know the top three countries for producing wine? What are the top three most wine producingest? countries in the world not the official quiz well jeffrey doesn't get the answer yeah it's got to be france italy and what's the third one Bam? yeah what's the third one i don't know that's australia hang on uh ooh. Australia. argentina not are not argentina according to like i, I you know according to a couple spain no italy france out. spain yeah it China and U.S. are like right up there because we're just huge. All right, but then top three uh, countries for most drinking wine, most consuming wine: U.S., France, Italy, U.S. <laughs> yeah, U.S. is <laughs> U.S. is number one, and then France and Italy. Germany number four, which I wouldn't have expected. But like you know, anyways, yeah. it, 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 wine is just. It's more social than booze, like to me. Like besides Vance, I guess what you guys used to just chug bottles before you go into the club. Like the idea of like splitting a bottle of wine and like let's take tequila shots. Like it's just not the same Mm. ring to it. You know what I mean? Like and and maybe I know we're just like kind of all getting older, but like to me, wine has a different buzz. Like it it physically interacts with me. You know what you know what I mean? Like do Mm -hmm. you you all feel that? Like do you like it better? Like can you compare it like as far as just a preference? Like I mean, I guess I'll start with Jeffrey. Like do you prefer it or do you really care anymore? I mean, I think it makes me cooler. Like if I was, (laughs) that's all for me. Like wine is like what cocaine is for some people. Instead of crack, Jeffrey's out there. Everybody else is out there with their crack pipe. 
Yeah, yeah Jeffy's I, out I, there I, drinking wine. I free base some wine. wine glass, hit that wine yeah. glass hard. Yeah, hard you're like some. my teeth came out this red. <laughs> <laughs> That is a drawback of wine, is that you get huge teeth. Yeah, it's happening already. Yeah, but yeah, that's actually yeah. that's actually genetic as well. Is it? It is. Yeah, there's a genetic. I have heard that. Go right now. Like, go right now. Go right now. But yeah, Ashley, do you, you do you find that you're more like social or more energetic? Or like, do, do you find there's a difference? Because like when I drink beer, I know there's a big difference when I drink beer and when I drink wine. Like, do you find I, that to be the case? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I don't want to hate on beer. I'm not not one of those girls. Who's like, oh, I don't drink beer because I definitely will. I don't know much about beer at all, but I'll definitely have one. Like I think a cold beer on a hot summer day is great. But in terms of like drinking, if I'm drinking, which, and I've drank on this podcast before I, my drink of choice, as you guys know, now is um, like a Hendrix and soda. So I love me some gin, but that's kind of more of like, um, usually I'm drinking that as like, okay, I'm actually, I'm seeking to get a buzz. I'm, you know, pre COVID I was probably going out type of thing. And wine is definitely more of like a chill social. And I think something you said is, is what's true about it is the, the sharing of a bottle between friends versus like everybody ordering their own separate, whatever spirit they like. So I think there's like this communal aspect to it. That's kind of nice. I totally agree. And it's something I heard on one of these wine and weed uh, podcasts is that like a bottle of wine and sharing it is a lot like sharing like a joint spinning around as opposed Mm. to like, a beer is more like a cigarette. Everybody has their own. You don't pass it. You don't share it. It's mine. It's my, you know what I mean? I will so say like, that in my older, more mature years, I do feel like sharing a joint is kind of rank in the same way that like sharing like a, the same glass of wine, like tasting from the same glass of wine. Well, guys, well, no, oh, I don't want to drink your joint ever again. Like it'll be weird after COVID. I can't like, if I'm passing that, I see that like that, that like soggy end. I'm be like, Oh, dude, but God, yeah, exactly. just go and like somebody random passes you a joint. You're like, man, this is cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know them or they're like herpes. You have the vaccine now. or something or I don't We know. just had my kid's birthday party because, again, South Dakota represent don't social distance, have people over your home. We did had about 20 people in our backyard. And the one thing we did do is each one of my kids got their own mini little cupcake and they blew mm. out that candle. Oh, I'm not having you like bit. what if your kids got a joint? Got a joint. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, having, I'm not having both my kids spit on this cake and then pass it around. Like you right. know what I mean? Like dude, that's, that's not happening. That's anymore. rank too, man. It's weird. Like so yeah. many social it's so sad. Is, yeah, weird. Well, and for us, the bees, the bee, like you know, everybody oh, you, um, you do you do the the kiss, yeah. the double kiss on the cheek, and people are like, "Oh, do you do that anymore?" Uh, like, I do oh. That. oh, I'm no, that. I'm, oh I'm yeah, I have. And then, like, if, if someone's attractive, <laughs> like you get really close with your lips, you're like, "Oh, and you do you do yeah. like, oh, which way do I go?" And yeah. then you actually, oh, my tongue slip, grab them around my lips. I'm gonna grab Jeffrey in the face. I'm just gonna kiss him around the lips. That's great. When, it's, when, the, when do we have a vaccine? America's number one most conservative podcast. We support that. <laughs> Wait, support a, va- a vaccine for what? Because we can make this happen. I know. Uh, vaccine for love, my friend. Well, actually, wait. That no. was a flavor flavor show on VH1. Vaccine for love. Yeah, vaccine when he, for love was the follow-up. Well, yeah, when he, he gave got. all of his participants herpes. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> but I it, it was like it's seven. It's not hours. his fault. It's not. It's true. It's the show's fault. 
So yeah, uh, to sort of circle back, I drink beer for sports and less meaningful stuff. I, I enjoy, I'm realizing I enjoy like the other night, Sarah and I, like before this podcast even happened, Sarah and I split a bottle of wine and I was like, I enjoy just like talking about more, you know, I, I guess if you want to call it concepts, like I sound like a douchebag, but like, I enjoy higher level thinking when I'm drinking wine, but when I'm drinking beer, I just want no, sports. You don't. And, and That's stupid. true. I just, I, yeah, when I want, like, that's what I mean. Like, so like Jeffrey, do you drink wine and watch college football? And also do you think college football is ever coming back to the point that it was? Uh, it's super, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it will. Uh, I don't normally drink wine and watch college football. Um, just did it tonight. Unless I uh, oh, wow. am with like wine drinking friends that also and equally enjoy college football. And then a lot of people. I just don't picture that in my head. Yeah, man, we're fucking cool. We went over this before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm not cool um, because I don't understand any of this shit. But until I started researching, I'd never heard of crew, C-R-U. Uh, I found dozens of different definitions. It's I basically don't know just what like that is. it's a designation for good wine, but like there's premier crew, there's mm. grand crew. Like, okay, you're shaking your head. What the, what is crew? To, to so, you know, I mean, go. you know, it's. It can be a designation for good wine, but it's also used because of certain areas like Premier Cru and in Burgundy or uh, or Grand Cru in Burgundy or Grand Cru in Champagne. It's used so loosely that uh, places where there aren't as stringent of wine laws uh, in places like Champagne, like outside of places like Champagne or or, or all over France. Um, you'll see people use uh, overuse the term crew because of its like buzzworthiness. Okay. See that so don't trust it. So yeah, yeah but so do people buy that more if it's used in France? Like do people buy it more in France or is it like a marketing ploy for like Americans then? It can yeah. be it can, I I feel like it's more a marketing ploy for Americans, but yeah. crew sites like Premier and Grand Cru sites in Burgundy are very expensive and mm. and small and it's uh, it's a bit of a genetic lottery. And if you're like born in a certain family or born in a mm. certain area, then you, that, that area, um, decides the, the price of a ton of grapes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, that's the thing I, I learned from, I visited a couple chateaus when living over there and like regions like Saint-Emilion, Bordeaux, and I went to the Champagne region as well. And that's so interesting because we talked about this on, on my other podcast about like class things are very historical relevance holds so strong and it just gets passed down. And so that kind of like uh, prestige is, is uh, with age and time and name and, and uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it, there could be like another smaller vineyard just, a hundred miles away or whatever that maybe has wine. that's like incredibly amazing, but doesn't have that distinction. Right. Yeah. Or like, or five feet away. Or five. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm worried this won't be mentioned on the podcast. Like Jeffrey has um, like, he did his, like, he basically spent like what you spent like a year, like in the fields, picking the grapes with like the actual workers in Spain. Like, oh, no, you, no, like, no. I wasn't with actual workers and it wasn't a year. Okay, but you actually like did your like time in. Oh yeah, I I, I didn't want you to, like get away from the podcast, like because you actually like good call. You're so, certified so, wait, sommelier, so, right? So wait, yeah. so basically, so basically, he came he comes to my house and like I have my other friend over, uh, who is from Spain, and like I'm like there's two people over. By the way, the 
uh, A&M game is on, and Lauren had invited them over while the A&M, has got, A&M game is on, which is a mistake on her part. It's faux pas. I'm not going to pay attention to anybody. Y'all should have seen my brother's so also like, an Aggie. I got married during an A&M game, and Vance and my brother both left yes, my wedding. Oklahoma State, State 2013. Get like, out of here. Oklahoma State 2013, it was awful. Um, so, like, so I'm like, just you guys entertain yourselves. Well, he's from Spain, and Jeffrey and him just start speaking Spanish with, the, with each other with, like, with ease. And I was like, oh, Jeffrey's fluent Spanish. Okay, all right, cool. And so, like, I forgot that he had, like, spent time, like, in the vineyards, like, picking the grapes and stuff. So I wanted to actually ask about that and, like, what the hell that's about and, like, how long you spent. And, and is that, like, a rite of passage for everyone in wine? Uh, I think it should be, personally. Uh, How'd you get into it? Um, wine or just working in Spain? No, just like doing that. Like, like, why did you decide to go to move to Spain and then pick grapes? So my wife and I were living in Durham, North Carolina, and uh, she got a job up here in D.C. or the, the DMV area. And I was like, well, cool. Uh, my importer friend who had taken me to Spain the prior two years uh, – or just the prior year, I think. Um, but helped me like all of his wines helped me really cut my teeth, uh, and learn about my palate and how to taste wines. And so I was like, look, I'm quitting here. I don't have anything up in, uh, in DC. Can I work harvest at one of your producers? And he was like, Oh dude, or he, he may have suggested it too. He may have been like, you should work harvest. I was like, that's a great idea. I should go spend three months in, in Spain. And, uh, so I went over, I bought my plane ticket and, uh, as one does, <laughs> I mean, my parents did, but whatever. <laughs> Millennials. Uh, Hell yeah. Mom, mom, I need meatloaf. Plane tickets now. Uh, and so uh, I, I basically was like uh, an errand boy for him because you have incentive trips that you'll take as uh, importers and, and reps or, or reps. So if you're selling like in Boston and you're selling a, a ton of um, this importers, a certain importers wine, they may be like, Hey, you want to come to Spain and meet our producers? It's you're incentivized after meeting the producers and developing uh, a relationship with them, like in person drinking there and you know it's like it you're incentivized to sell them more because you have a personal story about it so uh, importers will bring people over and the same with like beer and liquor like you bring people over see the site and then those people are like oh it's magical there let me sell you this let me sell you this bottle uh so i basically was an errand boy for uh for all of these people and it was a trip that i had gone on before with him and then uh, in Spain, you're, you, I couldn't work as an American uh, or get paid really anything. And that wasn't my intent at all. And so he was like, okay, uh, Rimmel Yuri doesn't think that they're going to be able to do it. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And then he was like, well, there's this producer in Galicia. You're going to go there. And so we're in San Sebastian in Basque Country, uh, which if you haven't been – it's amazing. Oh, uh, not, not right now. Again, let's just be clear. Um, 
can't go anywhere. <laughs> not permitted. Not permitted. Uh, and so it literally the night before I'm planning on getting, uh, getting on a, a long bus ride to Galicia, like across the Costa Verde. Uh, I get a call and they're like, my importer friends like, Oh yeah, they, they can take you over in Rioja. And I was like, great. <laughs> that's even, that's even closer. So, uh, I, I took a bus ride down and then just lived with the, uh, the gardener and the, the, the maid in like the carriage house right next to the, the, that was connected to the main house in, in Rioja for three months. That's wow. amazing. Awesome. And what'd you do? You just like picked grapes and shit? Uh, I, we picked grapes. So like before I got there before, um, before harvest actually started. And so then you're like, you're kind of like you're pruning. Some people call it a green harvest, but green harvest normally happens before I would have gotten there. Um, and so you're pruning and pulling kind of things out of the way because uh, when you're growing it, growing anything, uh, a, Sometimes the plant just wants to support life and not put all their energy towards the fruit. So if you cut back some of those, those like I'm trying to get uh, energy and, and grow green. Like leaves and shit? Yeah, exactly. Then weed eating. Yeah, exactly. It's weed eating per plant. Um, and so we did a lot of that. We, we walked around vineyards to see where they were at. We, uh, we walked around vineyards and designated vines that were... Um, uh, that were suffering from a, a, a vine disease called Esca, um, which basically like keeps the plant from producing fruit. Like it'll grow things, but then you'll see just these little raisins and you're like, Oh, well we can't have grapes. We can't have fruit from that vine now. Yeah. And it, it can, it can, it can spread too. Um, and so you go around and, there's a lot of walking and riding in like weird uh, Euro vans. <laughs> There's a lot of chain smoking cigarettes too, because you can't okay. get cancer in Europe, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> I yep, know, it's wild. Yeah. And so there's like all the migrant workers there were uh, Romanian, basically. Mm. Oh, in Spain. Uh, no, actually, there's a van full of Romanians and then a larger, a couple of vans full of. I think that they were Portuguese. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. I was Romanian and, and Portuguese. Also, Portuguese. Romanians. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Ro Romanian is a romance language. It's like the fifth one that no one mm -hmm. remembers. Yes. Oh, so they can all communicate with each other, so they'll just bring them all down. Ish. It sounds like French, closer to French Portuguese than it does Spanish. No, oh. when I hear Romanian, I hear they sound like vampires. That's uh Well, that's, a, that's actually another thing I want to ask about is like, you were just there for the pre-harvest. Like, no, I was there for actual harvest too. Oh, okay, okay. It was it was hard. I was mm -hmm. on like and pre-harvest too. Like I'm on bottling line, making sure bottles are sterilized, or like working uh, to like throw in corks when you're you're bottling new wine. So I'm on the cork line and making sure everything is good and getting put into to pallets. What are you getting paid for this? Nothing. I, I it was an unpaid internship. Wow. Um, but it's I got, so valuable. I'm I got, I got, sure. I got free room, and then I like would go to the grocery store uh, in Haro, uh, like once a week, and then hang out with my friend and this analogist named Clement from um, 
Buzette, which is like in that greater area called the Lot de Garonne, just south of Bordeaux, like an hour south of Bordeaux. You just drinking the whole time, like drinking for free? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. Like you know, there's a wine joke too that like you know it takes a lot of a lot of money and a lot of beer to make good wine <laughs> because you only just want a. I mean, we drink we drink wine, but you're just it's a long day. You're getting up before, yeah. the, before the sun and then, you know, you get off at maybe four or five and sun's down. Like, yeah. You want to Do you think there's any distinction between like wine people and champagne people? Like, is there any? No, again, it's like, I don't know. One of my, one of my good friends, uh, his family has been making champagne, um, the one you had me try in the montagne d'arin for like eight generations wow that's so cool uh and so uh, the process is like essentially the same i guess is what i'm asking no 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 well let's let's talk about pet nat real quick yeah okay until ashley brought it up i didn't know what that was please yeah this has been a a cool like a a term that's been thrown around that i need to know yes sparkling sparkling wine production there's three three ways to put bubbles in they're naturally occurring remember we talked about uh yeast pooping out co2 you can harness that co2 and make sparkling wine from it um and so the Charmant method, which they do in Prosecco, is pumping in. So you create the wine and then you pump in bubbles. Those bubbles are more rigorous, aggressive, and don't last as long on the palate. Uh, so think of like the how aggressive like a Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola is when you pop mm-hmm. it in the can and it's like, Whoosh! and then it just disappears, right? Mm-hmm. Versus something that is done in Method Champenois, uh, thanks Louis Pasteur, um, mm-hmm. which is secondary fermentation. So you take a little bit of sugar um, and dose it in. And with a little bit of yeast too, and those yeast poop out bubbles again. Um, and during that process that like they're adding flavors as the wine is sitting on its uh, fat yeast, mm-hmm. we, call it, we would call it Sir Lat. Um, and uh, producing organoleptic flavors. So I will say from like a layman's perspective, Jeffrey's like, let me try like a lot of good wines, like a lot of good bubble wines and like the little bubbles that tickle your tongue, like last for like so long. And they, they're like in the back of your palate, like, and they last for like a really long time. But, but, the, but it's, it's like hard because I only know about that because I've talked to Jeffrey mm-hmm. and he told me like, Oh, like recognize when this is happening. So if I drank that at like a party, I don't know if I would know. Yeah, but it's like it's all happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it, man, you know. But it's amazing that I know it now because, like, I've had some amazing wines that you've had me drink, but it's hard. Yeah. So, like, so you and uh, all right. So method champenois, uh, secondary fermentation in bottle, and then pet nat uh, is also called method ancestral. Um, and so they take the the step between making um, still wine. And then adding something to it to make sparkling wine um, and combine it. And so the way that I understand this, um, I was told by a winemaker we work with, um, is he basically like looks at the, um, the residual sugar. Because again, you can look at residual sugar, you look at a, a couple different factors as, as wines uh, being, uh, as wines in the fermentation proce- process. 
and you look at residual sugar and he puts his pet nat in bottle at about 25 grams per liter mm-hmm. of sugar and it gets down to bone dry. So like, uh, five, seven grams of liters per sugar. So all of, all of the, that extra sugar is eaten by the yeast and mm-hmm. then, um, it produces bubbles. And so traditionally pet nat, uh, doesn't have the, uh, the lifetime as far as like being opened uh for bubbles it'll it it will go flatter quicker um but it's also like a super uh kitschy word right now okay so that's what i was, yeah, I, I that's what I was getting at is it trendy like i feel like that's like i have a couple friends in the restaurant industry and stuff and they're like oh like you gotta have the, you know, the pet nat is thing to have yeah, I, I'm a big hypocrite. Like I'm a pretentious hypocrite. And so I was there and I, I like some, I like some pet nats, but it's just like, pet it's like, if you like it, it's like, you might as well like whatever else excites oh, you. Or yeah, right? but it's like, like what Corona you just Celsius, said, huh? Because to no, be like, honest, what you just said has no... I, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> if, if, that, if that's what it makes yeah. me good, then... Dude. Then fuck that stuff. And Phil <laughs> actually texted me today or email, whatever, about pet yeah. nat. I didn't like so I, I went down a rabbit hole. Like, oh, dude, I started Googling. I went down a deep rabbit hole or sort pet of. Pet nat is shortened for the term petty on the chur. Yeah, I didn't right. even know. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, so so get this, and ironically or coincidentally, I went down this rabbit hole and I popped out in a region of, and you guys are going to have to pronounce it for me because actually it's the, the region of wine you're drinking, Languedoc. And it's yeah, Languedoc. Let that. Um, and I found this languidioc français. Anyways, I found this dude, Xavier Brugier from the, and you guys got the correct, the Pic Saint Loop. Yeah. How do you, how do you say it? Peace Hell yeah. Peace Saint Loop. Anyway, uh, old Xavier. Well, at the point of old Xavier, he's the man, but he's, he's Xavier. That's what I said, but he, he does this now. And so anyways, that brings me to this week's quiz. Uh, this week's quiz, we have the beautiful Orchard Xavier, the Winery's Imperial Nobleman Exam, a.k.a. that's the that's the box wine exam. Now, what is the most expensive wine bottle ever purchased? And, and just to give you a clue, it was purchased at auction. So it's it, yeah. So the most expensive wine bottle. Let's just start here. First question. Red or white? Red. Chateau Margaux Bordeaux. Uh, no, it was the Jefferson bottle, but I think it was a bottle of Ch- Chateau de Kim, which technically would be white. I can't remember if uh, it, the red or grand. Couple of different things I found. No, dude. No, red. no, no, no. It was red. No. And what like was the country million? of origin? I was gonna say like two million. France. No. What France. was the country? Until we get to the price, what was it's the from country France of and origin? Bordeaux? Moving on. <laughs> that's what i said i said at least france and bordeaux it was i'm gonna france. go two million okay. here's what i okay here's what i could find the, the according to multiple different articles so maybe i'm wrong but it was a 1945 romani conti burgundy i'm sure i nailed that okay uh, it was sold at the sotheby's auction uh-huh. and uh, according to multiple articles and again it could sotheby's. be wrong five hundred and fifty-eight thousand. No, you're definitely wrong, dude. The Jefferson really? bottle. Yeah, this is the basis for billionaires vinegar. Is like Charles Koch. Like you know, he was talking about Rudy Kernwian as his screen name earlier, and Charles Koch like uh, helped bust Rudy Kernwian because he got uh, 
he bought a bunch of fraud Thomas Jefferson bottles. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of fraudulent shit that goes down uh, with this. And he's told me, so one of the ones is Sour Grapes, but then there's another one called Billion- Billionaire's what? Billionaire's Vinegar. Billionaire's Vinegar, which is another documentary. Sour Grapes, if you guys haven't seen it, go watch I it tonight. Know. Like, oh my god, go watch it tonight. It is fascinating. Like, okay. It is absolutely fascinating. Um, it's actually one of the best documentaries I've seen. I actually like Going Clear. I watched Going Clear and this Ugh. this one in like the same week, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Are you gonna be a Scientologist now? Because Scientologists are like to be, as yeah. cool as cocaine. Jeffrey, we all know that I'm a Scientologist. I mean, we all. Oh, I, that's yeah. what's been holding you up. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like my mom, but really, well, it's like L. Ron Hubbard. If we don't get to this. Can I ask my question now, Jeffrey? Or, yeah, I'm just uh, Joe, cause, okay. Just 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 so y'all know that I did at least do some. Uh, the New Yorker.com, New York Wine Events.com, and LA Times all support my 558,000. I'm not oh, saying Jeffrey. I'm right. I'm no. just saying but that's, I that's think where I am. Don't right. go on the record. You're definitively wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, need I, to, I believe I need you. Watch, I need more to watch people. these documentaries. But I'm like the mark. Okay, so like I'll I would love to hear. I would love your sommelier's opinion on, because I mean, like, even like I said that, you know, bottles of Chateau Margot 19, whatever, you know, they go for people buy these things at auction for 50 grand a bottle or whatever. I mean, is there any, that's just gotta be a collector's item, right? No way, dude. Or is it really worth that kind of, cause I get like, I'm an, I'm a person who was like, I would invest in watches in, I mean, I've bought a Chanel purse because the value only goes up year on year. You know, I get that kind of. That's what people that of, own Chanel purses tell. I'm in, I am so, I'm more into. And then they're like, the cats like eat it. And then, oh, um, <laughs> fuck. Lauren, we should do an episode on purses. I'm like, so into bags and purses are you really oh yeah that's so oh, oh, God. Yeah. let's do it let's do no, it oh my God. I'm adding that next week guys you. turn in i'm adding that to the list yeah, of episodes. wait did you say turn like, in or turn up <laughs> get tune, in. tune in get chanel turn. uh no but like it, you know value is always perceived right it's the mm-hmm. it's the, the economic theory of utility uh so like sure. what are you getting out of this and what you're willing to spend on a bottle differs based on your affinity for said bottle or your your social standing or your your economic freedom too. Right. It's actually interesting during COVID to see like, you know, rich people aren't like spending less money on wine. There's like sharks in the water. They're always mm. like, they're always sharks in the water. And now they're like getting more of these like what we call wine unicorns that are like normally go to like restaurants who uh who have been working with them or have like a history with either the importer or the distributor and now like there aren't restaurants to buy those wines what we call allocated wines and so like Mm -hmm. collectors are like just like cherry picking cherry picking everything which is Mm -hmm. crazy in your opinion do they buy them just so they can say they have them or do they buy them? Oh, there's big dick syndrome good. in yeah. wine, just like so it, it's like just cars. like a like a Michael Jordan yeah. rookie card. It's it's same shit. You're not going to do. When do you drink no. one of those bottles? That's what I'm saying. Do you ever drink a fifty thousand dollar bottle of wine? Absolutely, ever. Oh, you do. You drink it. Can. Yeah. 
well, I mean, dude, there. So, uh, like, you're talking about uh, DRC or Domain Romanaconti. There's so many stories about like rich, like uh, Asian businessmen, like buying a bottle of of Romanaconti for a crazy price and then like mixing it with ice and Coca-Cola. No. Yeah, I've like, heard he's making like that. Cali mochos, dude. Right. Cali mochos. Or with just like, like ridiculously like wealthy white kids from Dubai that will buy these unbelievable bottles of champagne and just like open them on a yacht and spray them everywhere. Yeah, but that's oh. hot. <laughs> that is, yes. No. See, because I'm I trying like to find that. a way to segue back to box <laughs> wine. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> More after, uh, after yacht spray champagne. wine for myself. No, okay. So as a sommelier, genuinely, what, what no, is no, your no, view no. Let me correct. Let me correct everybody really quickly. Because I have a sommelier pin, uh, meaning I'm a certified sommelier. So I took a test that involved uh, three parts, a service, uh, theory, and then blind tasting. Um, but I don't work on a floor and I'm never going to work on a floor, meaning I'm never going to like be the wine buyer at a restaurant and like serving people. So I'll never be a sommelier again. Okay. Sommeliers are specific to people that work on floors. That's like at, least, at least my view. I think it's something that's overused. Um, but like the, the definition I go by is if you're working on a floor, you're the sommelier. Um, yeah. All right, well, so just as a dude that clearly knows more than me, is box wine as, as is like, is it a joke or is it like, it, you know what I mean? Like, no, it, it's, it, I mean, it's efficient, man. Like they typically all come in three liters and it's a bag and it, it's a way to like consistently have a, have a glass of wine without worrying about it oxidizing. I mean, oxygen is a. Slap it. it. <laughs> you not if you uh not if you put it in a hundred and fifty dollar wooden wine box that i found there's a it's called wineberry chateau tassin bordeaux blanc it's a Please giant wooden thing i'm sure i nailed it giant wooden thing that they send you that you put that bag in it's send like, me the link. Yeah. But, okay that's interesting i didn't know that it prevents oxidation better obviously yeah so like it. oxygen is a frenemy right like you need yeah. oxygen which is why people swirl their wine mm -hmm. which is why you put it in a decanter or some sort of some sort of buzz um you need oxygen because that like releases these flavors it starts like uh working with esters that are in the wine and uh, the aromas start to the aromas, the flavors they they start to come out as oxygen hits it. The problem is, is that uh, oh yeah, duh. oh man, if you're drinking beer, chat reply, shame on yeah, you, bro. Yeah, what's it? No, there's guys, been, you shouldn't shame anybody for drinking whatever. Well, as here's, as the, here's the thing, guys. I, I'm I not shaming. You. I just asked. I will shame. I I chug everything that's put in front of me. If you put water, if you put Coke, anything in front of me, I will chug. So I get my allotment of wine. I think every... I've never noticed that. You, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I chug it all. I've drank so, with you for years. In your twenty yeah. years of knowing dance. Yeah, dude. I've no, I've well, John, John, actually, John Rowe. Shout out to John Rowe. He's worse than I am. Shout out, John. Uh, about, yeah, about yeah. chugging wine. But John is the uh, John's the best at chugging anything. Actually, yeah. I can no, see I, that. I'm I'm only trying to work in the words game. So what's up, John? So I can sorry, I can try and left turn to this because stigma matters. I'm trying to shame you for drinking beer out of a wine glass, but okay, only because did y'all see that genuinely Corona beer sales took a huge dip. 
when the the coronavirus came out. Did, yeah, did you have to fuck them. Google fuck, it. They dropped it. They dropped It's their fault. Like this is the lottery that you like, work at. But it's true. It's, it's their fault. fault. Virus gets- Here's why I say this. Do you guys remember the movie Sideways? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Okay, dude, okay. Yeah. Here's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, Paul Giamatti in the movie. Shit on. His oh. character, dude, dude, his character loved Pinot Noirs in that film, and he hated Shits it. He shit dude. on Merlot. Okay, it it it, it affected the wine industry in yes. California. Dude, do you know by how That's much? Hilarious. Do you know a by lot. how much? I, I of dollars. Merlot in America, Merlot sales fell two percent, which I is a love big deal. But Pinot Noir sales in across America increased sixteen percent. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's huge! Damn near a hundred million dollars because a fictional person in a movie said it, so everybody just took his yeah, word for it. Like, yeah. Lloyd from Wings is the shit. I love Lloyd, dude. Wings was such Oscar a Oscar nominated, so highly um, underrated. Yeah, my underrated. Can I tell you about my highlight of the Women's March? Was seeing Joe from Wings as we were coming up. <gasps> Dude, he's just standing there like, so the metro was crowded. It was crazy. You're walking up all of these signs. And then Joe from Wings is just like spreading his glory, like watching everybody come up. And then the next week he was skiing in Aspen and broke his leg. Yeah, that's right. Man, I got stuck in the- That serves you right. I got, I got, like, I got, uh, you'll get your leg broke. I don't want uh, Lauren and I got like sandwiched in front of like Everybody did, dude. Oh, I was like in front of the stage because we were like, we're going to be in the front. That was a bad. No, that's eye. your, but that's yeah. your idea. Good for y'all. Well, Thanks for supporting. That was my idea. Yeah. Vance is like, dude, fucking Roses, Roses are playing. We got to wait. So, can I, uh, Joe, can I ask my question, my most important one, which is, that's how can definitely. we not make wine? Or, uh, a not a rich white thing. Yeah. We're all here, middle class. To slash rich white people, we're talking about, and you're talking about like mental let me give you some fermentation. Facts. Let me give you some facts to support this, and I do want to go down that topic, Vance. Yeah. Uh, master yeah. sommeliers. The mm. title as a master sommelier, because apparently there's like three or four levels. The title itself started in 19. 19- yeah, there's four levels. It's, it master is the fourth top level, and that was only started in 1969. Mm. As of February of 2020, there are a total of 269 master sommeliers now in the world. In the world, and surprisingly enough. Two thirds of them are from the Americas, north or south. Yeah. But two thirds of them, which I, I assumed it would, they would like be mostly Europe. But anyways, eighty five percent of master sommeliers are dudes, which no fucking surprise. And less than two percent are black. Like, yeah. so Vance has a very real point, supported by facts. Like, how do we stop this from being an old cracker fucking thing? Because wine is good. Yes. Like, it really is good. But why is it? A, why is it all old white? Well, besides I mean, just, that's you just don't even have to talk. About, let's let's talk about gender first. Like, yeah. what are yeah. what, what are the so ratios of like male to female okay. uh, yeah. winemakers? And it's 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 a pretty similar oh, statistic shit. for really? master sure. are. Everything, everything I'm finding, every topic we've done so far is just glaringly apparent that it's all dudes and it's usually white dudes. Every white topic. Dudes. Yeah, what do you always do white that? dude. Yeah, specifically wine. How do we fix that? And like, come on, Jeffrey, how do we fix that? Bro? Yeah, but like, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the solutions? I can also tell you about pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> do you guys know about ovulation and women working in wine? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it's it, it, you know saying systemic is almost. <sighs> no, it's. 
this word that's everybody's yeah i know but i get it it's, yeah, but it, it's like the, that's how the, that's how the system is built and you know it's it, sure like it's like like uh is drawn to like but i think that in the the restaurant industry in general you uh -huh. s there's there's a a male over female yeah there's a large percentage of, uh, of males in like leadership uh, leadership positions and in the wine community, it's definitely uh, like the, the me too movement that, hap that has happened in like uh, the Psalm community and the restaurant industry is not surprising. Cause it's like Bella in DC. He lost like all his shit because yeah. Cause he was a dick. He was an dude. asshole and he was a chauvinist. Like, like, yeah, man, like, you know, terrible like, person. And it, it's, it's, uh, I, I was working at Odor, I don't know, Charlie's when I was like 15 as a dishwasher, making 250 an hour with tip out, which was nothing. And like it, it restaurants have been in my life and the industry has been in my life for over half of it. And so seeing it and like being a part of it, you don't think of it when you're in the moment. Cause you're like, Oh, we're all crass. And then you're like, Oh, well that's, that's super fucked <laughs> like what we're uh, what we're saying like uh and like what's what's happening and it's you again it's 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 something that you see across a lot of industries and it's um it, i think it's particularly glaring as far as like the the diversity gap in the wine world because it's it it, it almost feels like the because I bet statistics would show that I mean, women drink wine just as much, if not more, than yeah, men. Yeah, yeah, but they drink that be like Bethany Frankel skinny girl bullshit. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> like that is I've never number Look up that statistic. That is true. She makes a wine margarita. I love Bethany. Oh, I know Frankel. all about you. Do not talk shit about Bethany Frankel on this podcast. Are you a Noni fan? Vader? Oh my <laughs> god, I love her. Let's have not. a crony and purse session. Yes. Do not do that. Uh, down. I'm down uh, with that because I don't know what we're talking about. Like, do you have terrible. any do you have like any what do we do about it? I don't dude, I don't like how how am I gonna solve it? Like what do you think? Would you, would you recommend anything? Or well, like, as a thirty-year-old male, how do you fix three hundred years of Is more blackface okay? <laughs> Okay, no, yes. So all the sommeliers come out in blackface? No, dude. Totally. Oh, that's yeah. That segues to Joseph, cut this. This is, this, yeah, this is being No, there is literally, uh, as, of February, as of February 2020, there was a lawsuit uh, levied by a woman. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say her name because she doesn't want to be tied to this bullshit. But she had to become <laughs> a master sommelier. To become a master sommelier, you have to have uh, be you have to be tutored and have a letter from a current master sommelier yeah, and okay. a black female kept 49 letters from master sommeliers all saying no we're not gonna <gasps> she's a level three and in order to get to level four you just need one person also yes 49 people what a bunch of bullshit. In a row. and Bull can, I, can i tell you that the, the level three test is just as hard as the level four test really and so like level four is where it gets super exclusionary political and when ones. and okay. political and where they can say you know i don't like this person and so Literally. I'm going to, they, cause like they can't, everybody gets the same theory and it's all oral. And so mm -hmm. they're asking questions about like, what's the road distance 
in this specific vineyard and you have to know that vineyard name and the distance between like rows of vines. So it's which facts is, that are which just is, facts. Right. And yeah. they can't stop right you up. on blind tasting because if you get all six wines right, what are they going to do? Because everybody's getting the same wines right. right. But where they can stop you is service. Because service okay. is, it's like the Russian judge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like subjective. It's yeah. totally no, it really subjective. Is. It and they're is. like, okay, so we don't like this person. Bye. Wow. No, this this Bye. girl said, and there's many women. And you have to reset. Said, you you have to reset after three, go back, right? three times. So you get to keep your scores through like your first and your second and then your third time if you don't complete all three. Like if you don't do whatever section you haven't finished, then you reset and have to retake it all over. And uh, plenty of women have alleged sexual misconduct during these matches. During these kind like service, man, just the fact that you're so surprised is like this is part of like I'm not even remotely surprised. Every single during they're slapping your ass while you're going across. One one girl. girl Can you imagine the amount of women who have been like? sexually advanced assaulted and or worse during like job interviews for yeah. any yeah. i mean it's like right. but also totally not, they're but I standard wine. Wine, so I expect standard waitress here. has likely been assaulted <laughs> whatever when has alcohol ever made any situation <laughs> of good decisions been made it, what i'm saying is pretty much every single topic that we have covered and likely every topic that we will cover will be a male dominated topic except for the prostitution episode so Jeffrey, what are your opinions on prostitution? I'm kidding. I'm oh my god! Yeah, actually, totally no, I kidding. Actually no, 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 no. I'm I kidding. Don't even want I want to. I want to get yes. personal. I want to get personal, but not that way because I don't know how to left turn out of everything we just did. Yeah. We, so we, 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 we're going to get personal. We're going to get personal in a different way. All three of you, do you fold your t-shirts or do you hang them up? <laughs> yes. No. Wait, wait. What kind of t-shirt? It doesn't matter. Okay. No, but okay. Oh. I disagree. It does actually matter because it's really my, philosophical. What is a t-shirt? I have my hang-up t-shirts that are my good t-shirts, like my black band t-shirt, me my too. B, my B-neck, ones. and then I have this my workout. This one is t-shirt. the hang-up one. It's a nice one. Oh, this is this, I bought this uh, this Henley from south of the border. If you're familiar yeah, with it, just for those okay. for those who no, can't see, it has t-shirts buttons. on hangers. No, yeah, no. for sure. You, and you don't put t-shirts on hangers, Ashley. And no, I'm, I'm color okay. coordinated, so I start at a white t-shirt and go to tan, Crazy. brown, red. Yes, that's cool. Blue, green. Gray, black. Roy G. Bit. Roy G. Bit. Well, nice. yeah. really also, Ashley, that. as our international French correspondent, I don't imagine you wear t-shirts a ton. I picture yeah. you as yeah, a Actually, that's 100% false. Oh, I, 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 if you look at the typical like Parisian style, it's all about, um, and Vance will, I guess, know this, which I didn't know. It's all about the accessories. So it's like a simple black t-shirt and a great fitting pair of jeans, and then you style it up with whatever kind of like cool shoe of the moment and a purse and then you're like you know you're styling so and so yeah we got to do a real housewives speaking of friends is that a godard that's a godard like film poster behind yes um actually this is a francois truffaut you have Um, is this a pointer that you have what is that it's uh, my it's my it's my cat who's named eiffel so So, uh 
It's my cat's oh, that's, that's toy, and he, he, right now. he got the toy off of it, so now I'm just messing with him. So it's like, it looks like him. you're you have a pointer, and then yeah, like a, like you're a professor. Yeah, yeah. Like you're about to dog is a... This is this is breathless. Have you seen that film, Jeffrey? You probably seen no, it. but he of is he's he is. a contemporary oh. of Fellini, and he's looked at like the way that he presents color in the same way that French New Wave jump yep. cuts. Uh, yeah, you're you're on it, yeah, Jeffrey. We should have had you on the Dope. movie episode. Uh, All right, so. So Jeffrey, let's get a little bit less personal. Do you believe in God? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I, I think that like I uh, or like organized. And I don't. Religion, I don't mean. Let's be clear. No, I don't mean like, any do specific believe? definition of anything. I don't yeah. mean the. I don't mean the Buddhist definition or the Jewish definition or the Christian definition. I mean, do you believe in anything that is above, say, human? Yeah. Interesting. Do you believe in like a devil of any kind, Satan or otherwise? Mm, no. Do you believe in any other deities, Muhammad, Jesus, Vishnu, any of them? Uh, all, all of the above. All of the above could be in, in your mind. Yeah. I like that. Genuinely, I like Pants, that. Pants, you're outnumbered once again. Yep, as always. <laughs> yeah. We, we no, play also, the I, board, board I had already planned on not talking about this, but... Wong got uh, me twisted. Uh, we all got to get hurt. I know Jeff <laughs> messaged me and he was like, I don't know. He didn't answer a yes or no on this. So yeah. we're, we're gonna I never, go down. I never know. Uh, go down. Me, you have to it's, answer. It's such a it, it's such an interesting conundrum and or, or, or a question that to have growing up in a a family of Southern Baptists that grow oh, that that in talking Florida. to three of them. Hello, in, we in the three of us graduated from a Baptist high school. Okay, that's how yeah. we know each other. In case yeah. that wasn't established, that is literally yeah. how many black was... people. How many black people went to your high school? I think three, maybe one, three, <laughs> three in our grade. Uh, because there was did, did they did, were they recruited to play sports? It was no, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa! How dare you? We cheered on volleyball games all the time <laughs> and <laughs> basketball games <laughs> all the time. How dare you? James Ryan Cokeson was in yeah. our and Ryan Cochran dropped out. So there he didn't grab, So it's Ashley. I'm so sorry, Ashley. How dare you, sir? If you're listening to this, Ashley, I'm so, yikes that's so spikes, How many times did we yell yikes to Spike? Yikes to Spike, dude. Okay, was, moving forward, moving forward. You, I mean, Jeffrey, seriously, I was at, at the top of the podcast when you said that you were from Georgia and you know Baptist and all that shit. I got really excited because we're clearly coming at this from a very similar angle. I've since changed my mind on a lot of things. Is there a God? Probably. I don't know. But in your opinion, after we die, is there anything and i no, mean literally no, anything dude, or nothing no like this is the this is the, my biggest issue and the fallacy of what uh, like the tenets that i was taught growing up is like you know we're we're not to live we're we're not to like live in this world uh you know like so like you know the fruits of 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 the heaven of the the earthly world are not what the heavenly world offers and that's like that's setting us up for failure. Like it, I want to like experience so much in this life. And if I believed in other lives, then other lives too, but I don't. And so like, I look at my, my time here on earth as very short. And so I want to do the things that I want to do. And I want to learn as much as possible um, while doing it. And I know it's just like a small, small amount of time to do that. Interesting. Okay. If you could choose for there to be something next, would you want there to be? Not do you think so? Because I know Vance thinks there's not. And if you think not as well, fine. I can't prove anything. Do you want 
a next chapter, for lack of a better term. No. Interesting. What, because then, then you're not necessarily living in your in your own reality too. Like you're like, oh, I can get a control alt delete. Like I'll take a mulligan on life. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I like I like that. I seriously I like that point of view because yeah. what if? Mm-hmm. In, 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 but in, I also in, that's I, coming from my golden parachute like top of the mountain view, right? Like I've never had to worry about failing because I've mm-hmm. always had the opportunity. Like I've never had that worry. Like I've got one chance and that's it. Like, yeah. Cause like I've known that if I fail, then someone's going to be there, which is like, I totally did like it. That's a beautiful recognition. Yeah. yeah. I like it. We, we are well, all the four of us are well aware of our person. I actually thought about that. Right. Like, but it's, it's, it's also like you, you, we can be aware of it and we can do something about it. So Mm, not just take it for granted. I bought a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Where it problem Are we not? So can I talk about this on the podcast? So yeah. I'm going to talk First about this on the podcast. So Jeffrey lives in front of of these neighbors that we have that will order Amazon um, grocery delivery, but then they will take the groceries out and then throw the trash onto the 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 step. And, and just, just leave it? Just like the leave bags it. or something? I know what they, something and, crazy? Look at this. Oh. That, wait, but that's horrible. They just leave trash they out. They leave it there. And you know what? I know that's what they, insane. That is I know insane. What, I, I know what they paid for their house. It's a lot of money. I know what they paid for the house. It's a lot of money because I can look it up. And they just leave it there. And so Jeffrey, as he walks out of his house, has to look at this. So me and Lawrence decided to like write the um, HOA. Good. And and now I'm putting them on blast on this podcast. Twelve users. What's yes. up? No, no, thirteen. Right now, thirteen. Gonna start listening. We have thirteen. Well, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm not gonna listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I be honest? Is I hate the sound of my voice because I thought who for doesn't years, hate the sound? I thought of for voice. years it sounded way old. cooler, and <laughs> it does. I think it sounds pretty in my good. head in my head i'm james earl jones on tape i'm little jimmy from down the street i fucking can't <laughs> yeah in my head no, i'm a bassy motherfucker i am a bassy motherfucker no the first time i ever realized i hated the sound of my voice was at vance's dad's house because he had a camera when we were like ninth grade we recorded some like jackass terrible stunts and i heard it back the next day for the first time like oh i sound ridiculous and you know i think that's the probably first time terrible. mine was was a uh, choir in ninth grade when we sang in the first light I heard my solo, and I was like, Mm-mm, "No, I love it." We used to sing a ton no, no, of Christian no. songs. Okay, last question, Jeffrey, on the God thing. We can, we can. If you could open a door right now that would tell you you're right or wrong, it would tell you that there either is or is not a God, or either is or is not a hell and Jesus and Vishnu and Muhammad. And there, it would you want to know, or do you prefer living in the mystery? Because personally, and I'll just say this so you take your time, I prefer living in the mystery. I, I would not I, open I that. Don't door. care. Ah. Uh. Like that's it. I like that. Seriously, I like. I respect. It, what that is it? What does it do if it like? Uh, how does it change the outcome? Um, uh, it doesn't change of events. So, like, if we're looking at like, if we're we're looking at like string theory for time, like everything's all already going to happen. Like, what is the past? Is the past? What is the future? Is the future? And nothing. Um, Nothing, hey, Sarah, Sarah. nothing changes in, in this. It's, it's all, it's all already, already set, which is kind of a theistic way of looking at it. it um, it's a deterministic view, but that's fine. But I, I, like, I, I, what, it, would it change? 
would it one would it change the way I acted? Maybe. Uh, I mean, you bought a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. I'd say you're pretty. <laughs> we're yeah, pretty you clarify that. that. I, you're I pretty well. bought yet. an Andre Three Thousand T-shirt. It <laughs> says Black Lives Matter. Uh, no, it says this is the hardest time of our lives, and the T-shirts, uh, all of the proceeds are going to uh, racial justice. And the real question is: Are you hanging that one up? Or are you folding it? No, it's definitely it's hung up in uh, the long, it's hung up in the long sleeve t shirt section. Jeffrey, bang, I bang. Oh, I have down. a long sleeve section too. <laughs> Where the hell is your black lives? So we yeah, didn't really want to do. put our black lives matter like sign up because like I felt that like, Well, I feel guilty because all of the Yeah, it's a little pretentious. No, oh, no, no, you no. have one? You have one? No, See, we I have come on it, put it up. We don't have one, but we have one set of black neighbors. And yeah. I I I I feel guilty now. It's been so long. No, but you don't want to be like, see, we and Lauren like agonized over this. Like everybody's, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be disingenuous in any way. Right. Like, I don't want to be reactionary to what's going on because like black lives have always mattered to me. I mean, they've, they, they never won't matter to me. But I think that's a perfect like way to think like, they Same. we need to be allies. Yeah. Yeah. I think they know that maybe. And, but maybe I mean, yeah, but I think I, I think so. having surveyed some of my friends of the black and brown community, I asked that question. I live in yeah, I, like I, put it up. Yeah. I lived in I live in an apartment complex and I have a balcony that actually faces and but same thing. I've had this like guilt trip because I um my balcony faces like a pretty um traffic driven street. And I was thinking about just getting like even just a Biden Harris um, sign as America's number one conservative podcast. Yeah. But me, but me being a single woman living alone on like a street facing balcony, I was like, you know, am I going to get some, like I live in Austin, Texas, even though it's Austin, it's still Texas. So somebody going to throw eggs at my freaking window, you know, yeah. like you have cats, by the way, as a single woman. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wish we had the Ann Coulter thing on here before coupled with that. Jeffrey's coming for me hard. I yeah, really, but... I really thought that we were going to have a connection here, but apparently uh, <laughs> well, I'm a... a Spain correspondent. I'm in like equal a, opportunity uh, coming hard. Cat owner? <laughs> no, definitely not. I lived with no. a cat owner that didn't. He was uh, an alcoholic and didn't <laughs> didn't clean out the. Uh, he didn't clean out what it, the. Oh no! The litter box. He didn't oh, clean no. out the litter box, so the whole house smelled like ammonia. Oh, that's no. and the cats had fleas, so we were in this beautiful house in Durham, and they were just like. Little oh, no. flea. Egg. Well, you're welcome to come all to over the counter apartment at any time, and I can assure you that there's no no situation like that happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm secretly. Thanks for like, all the single guys listening to this podcast and wanting to date me. Yo, who are now yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ashley and Coulter Adams, get at her. <laughs> There's fleas in her apartment, and there are. <laughs> and she's drunk all the time. Her cat wears a merkin. Oh my god! I'm subconsciously trying to talk my daughter uh, into wanting a cat. Like I keep dropping like a lot of cat. Thank references. you, Joseph. Like as soon as it, oh, dude, I had so many cats in college. I fucking I love cats. Dude, but like we have two I, dogs. I love like, cats. Dude, I, mean, I, I love want cats. a cat. Wait, you have I want two a cat dogs now. 
Yeah, we got we got dose, dude. We got the wait, big guy. Wait, wait, wait. What are the names of your dogs? Manfred and Zoe. Zoe's the the little bit. Manfred's cheap. still Manfred's still going strong. Going on twelve, dog. Hell yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking dude, about. Going on, no, he's like a hundred. Still going strong. He's a hundred and twenty pounds and he's twelve. He's not. Yo, long. Yo. he's not long for this world. That's all right. Dog. We we can keep it moving. Does we he have like? Do, do you have when like, he's gone, we're getting braces on your dog. He's one yeah. day he will like, he can barely get upstairs. That's a whole. He, we don't need that. That's he just made my oh. day. The fact, that, the fact that Manfred is still alive means oh, this man, country dog. is going to the him. right place. It means the world is going <laughs> no, to the right. That's place. a false. Manfred is it. still alive. Oh. No, Jeffrey. Oh, Manfred's dog. still kicking, man. Joe, we have, Manfred and I have a verbal contract. He's never going to die. I had it's a sixteen. Yeah. We've, we've Hell yeah. It. It's fine. We've signed on. Yo, papers. he's the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Manfred, what the ultimate warrior? I, I've taken that dog out. I took that dog out when I was like very young and like oh, yeah. in Austin. We were long like before Mary advanced that. Yeah, this is yeah. Like a line podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is where it goes. I can't believe Mary and ending a wine podcast with God talk, Black Lives Matter, and animal talk. That's how yes. most people. Like Do you want to? Can we go back to wine really quickly? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, let's let's end this. Let's end this on the topic at hand. Yes, please. So, how do you guys? How do you? Uh, how do you buy wine? How do you buy decide the, the label? Quite literally, I look for cab 50, stabs and I find a cool label. Fifty percent of of wine sales, if not more, based on the label. So. Found, I saw that in a couple articles. I didn't know if that was true or just marketing bullshit, French. but like, I believe it. Honestly, I believe. Yeah. It, and I was, until you told me that crew is bullshit, I was going to start looking for the word crew. And now I know it doesn't necessarily. I mean, you're not going to find a $12 crew bottle of wine. How never would you buy, recommend, Jeffrey, that. how would you recommend like a layman to go buy wine? Like, well, that's what, an what excellent the, question, That's a great yeah. question. That's the what first is, good yeah. question. Actually, I don't on. fucking know how to do that. Uh, side question. How long have y'all known Vance? uh since ashley very long seventh time. grade since seventh grade have you yeah. do you ever struggle with calling him lance because like i want to call him lance all the time no vance no. has been a vance i think it's vance, the, I think vance, vance is the first vance and i never met lance, vance before vance. that either so actually vance. you probably are the first and only vance i know and you're the only person with last name Le Everyone knows no, my last name, Jeffrey. You're I not mean, I'm not, I didn't want to go there, but since I've had a couple glasses of wine, I mean, Vance was like my seventh grade crush. You know, we we had a little thing. It's going. true. It's He's, true. Okay, good. I feel this validated. <laughs> This the two of you guys, Ashley and Vance, the two of y'all, I always thought were like the coolest people. And you both, <laughs> no, do, no, I'm not kidding. Get this. The, I was the coolest person. The reason I talked to my parents into buying me a Toyota 4Runner is because the two of you said they were cool one time. And I literally yeah. took that, buried yeah. away. Hey, and hey, I love Joe. that. I hey, years Joe. later, when I was hey. 16, I was like, hey, mom and dad, I want a 4Runner. They're hey, like, why? I don't fucking I want one. That's that. 100% you got, accurate. You got the 4Runner? Guess what I got? Yeah, but you got the RAV4, baby. RAV4. <laughs> so, and I also never, in, I never owned a 4Runner myself either. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I Vance got a RAV4, but then he was cool. like, but I was in the Seychelles diving. Yo, but no, Vance no, put about a well, million yeah, so stickers on that RAV4. But I literally, can I just say when we were talking about like when's the first time you met people or when you heard like your voice recorded, and I literally the first thing that I and Joseph and I, I mean we were, but Joseph and I'm not going to mention names, but you kind of liked one of my best friends who's also an alumni of Hyde Park. You know, stories of all time. Anyway, but I, I mean, I literally, I just, I just have memories of doing the the phone call, like, hi, is Vance home? Can I talk to Vance? Oh yeah, (laughs) goddamn it. 
And who answered the phone? That's the the big question. Vance, I remember being at your your mom. Your mom. Yeah, okay, good, good. I remember being at your mom's grandma. Your grandma was in town, and I guess she was getting older. And and Jeffrey, without the glasses and the beard, I tend to look a lot like that guy. And she addressed me as Vance all weekend because I stayed the weekend. No, 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 no. Joe, 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 that was not in town. That was in Rosebud, Texas. That was at her own house. That's what you lit. That's when you lit the other neighbor's house on fire with a uh, mortar shell. The, yeah. the police chief or the fire department? Do you remember when you're jumping over it and like you yeah, hit it over it? And it it was like on... the police chief's house, right? Yeah, yeah, and it lit on fire. Now, I want to do an out. episode genuinely like trip down memory lane where we just tell a bunch of shitty uh, stories. So, like, uh, since you got us off on a tangent, I'm going to oh, yeah. reel it back in. How do you buy wine? Seriously, so, Jeffrey, uh, how do you? Yeah, how, how, yes. You how, do we, knows. how do we buy wine? Not him. How does the layman do it? Yeah. If they start, yeah. you start with your local wine shop. You don't go in total wine. David Trone is from here. He's been trying to get into Congress for years because he's a rich dude, which makes sense. Um, Total wine guy. White dude. Yeah, David Trone created Total Wine. So good. White alcoholic. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Old bloated white guy. Check. Uh, (laughs) Local wine. So you go to your local shop. And then you decide what you want to spend. My ideal price point is anywhere between twenty and thirty bucks for. Well, that's it. But that's Seriously. a lot of money. That's for a, a lot of money. Lot of, for, yeah. No, yeah. but it isn't. It's not me. Kind of, but it's not that. You know, I, I've spent I mean, twenty dollars, twenty four dollars on like a twelve pack of beer, like good beer before. Yeah, but, know, but that's you, you, get, you get you get fucking twelve of them. You get, three, you get three drinks. No, you out of twenty. You no, out of a seven hundred and fifty milliliter. Technically, it's. Uh, four and a half, not, five glasses oh, of wine. Well, yeah, not the way you're drinking it yourself. You're gonna share it with someone, right? Yeah, but and still, fans like, fans I mean, those are like I set my parameters as like, what am I willing to spend? I go to my local wine shop, and then I'm like, this is what I want to spend. This is the type of wine I like, and I let them act as a concierge for me because you would assume that they know better than you. Um, and then as you dive in more you can start turning the label over and looking who at who imports the wine and taught me this if you get comfortable with an importers you can't import domestic wine joe just as a heads up yeah i'm looking at a a bottle bottle that's from washington Washington this wasn't imported to south dakota that's not how that works maybe if you I guess no in North Dakota or yeah, <laughs> you can't go out of country in South Dakota. Check. It's check. By the way, is, North Dakota, is, is it, North Dakota COVID coming down there and affecting y'all? Or we we don't good? believe in COVID round here. <laughs> um, yeah, liberal hoax conspiracy. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. and then wait, what else, Jeffrey? I'm sorry. No, you just look at the importer, and once you get comfortable with that importer, you can take a flyer on something that you're aren't familiar with, whether it's producer or grape and say, well, I, I know Rosenthal and I like what they do. They work with small, small producers. And so I'm going to take a flyer on this. It's within my price point and it's a color that I want. And so it's, it, okay. it, so start with the, the local wine guy. Yeah. Go to your local wine shop, man. Like one support local and like, don't buy wine at a grocery store. If you do, also if you do, if you do whatever, 
I like my company does not sell to grocery stores. Okay. We sell to uh, restaurants, RIP, and with a three hundred percent markup, yeah. local cool. retail. Jeffrey, you, do you supply to to the Dabney? I do. Okay, well, I'm going there. Me and Lauren are going there. When? We eat there. I don't know. It's it's indoor dining or drink. patio dining? Patio dining. Well, so indoor. I, I'm my, going indoor. I'm going. You get in that AC. Oh, yeah. No, get no, in no, that I tell you, so the owners of the Dabney are friends of mine, and they are not looking at indoor dining anytime in the near future. Damn it. Well, then I'm going outdoor dining. It's a, it's a Michelin-starred restaurant. It's the best service in D.C. It's really, really good. I've been there. Yeah. Joe's like, there is no difference between the indoor and outdoor and something. <laughs> nope. Not, literally not one bit. What's so wait, the, Joe, you've taken, you've taken shots at a bar? Joe, what's oh, your... God. Uh, we, go to, we just go out to eat, man. Like, there's, there is... Um, you, okay, nothing, hey, hold on. Let me, just, let me set this. Let me set Let's this all meet you in South Dakota. Do you guys, do you guys remember <laughs> life pre-COVID? Do you guys remember that? That's Barely. what's happening here. That's nothing no. has changed here. Joe, and what's it, your favorite go to Native gym? American tribe? Uh, the, the <laughs> well, no, let me be very clear. Well, yeah, the zoo. Uh, that's where I live in Hell Sioux Falls. Yeah. That's that, let me be very like, I represent my home brand. I don't even to be fair, it. the Sioux are like one of my favorite American tribes. Apparently, they have like uh, a, a 16 Sioux dude. in my. No, really? Cherokees, they're overblown. They're overblown. Dude, the we went to the Indian every year for a field trip. Actually, let yeah, me correct that. Let me correct that. My favorite tribe are the Washington Redskins. Dope. Oh yes, yes, yes. You mean the Washington football team? Washington yeah. team. The team. Oh, is that changed? Team is. Oh, actually, yeah. Legit, so they did. They legit. They, they removed Redskins, and they are. They are now just the oh, Washington. I, I bought double, a shirt. I double take. I bought a shirt. Did you? It's just the Washington football team. Are you I kidding? Love it's it. the I absolutely love best. It. It's the best. Oh well. <laughs> well. Oh, man. I friggin' love it. Uh, I didn't know you had one of those, Elaine. That's fantastic. I'm not even kidding. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, anybody that's made it an hour and 38 minutes into this. Whoa. Um, wow. Thank you. Seriously, oh, we thank you. We didn't talk Jesus. about wine at all. Yeah, at there all. was a lot of left yeah, food. Yeah, it's sprinkled in there. Yeah, welcome, welcome to podcasting with Vance Ashley. Uh, it's so a lot of left turns. For me, as your guest here, yes, drink please. what you want. Drink what you're comfortable with. Uh, don't get caught up in fads like it if you think that riesling is sweet then you're an idiot because it's not and uh if you like malbec that's cool malbec is great if you like cab that's cool cab is great if you like pinot that's great just drink what you feel comfortable with and if you go to your local wine shop they'll help you uh kind of expand but it's 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 a it's a long process it's like I always tell people it's like playing guitar. The more you do it, the better you get at it. So just drink. Hmm. I love that. That's a good. Uh, that's, yeah, that's seriously. Good. That's enjoy it. It all comes down to like, if you enjoy it, go for it. Right. Really though. Really though. That's why I like prostitution. Thanks for listening, everybody. 